Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to The Bigger Picture and we are diving into the first quarter GDP numbers as well as the latest outlook by the Ministry of Trade and Industry. And just a quick recap, 3.7% is the latest number for the first three months of this year. An improvement from the flash estimates but a moderation of growth from the fourth quarter. What's worth noting is the Forecast for this year from the MTI still at a range of 3 to 5%. So that is maintained, but it's now saying growth now more likely to come in at the lower half of the forecast range. And this as expects the external demand outlook for the Singapore economy to have weakened compared to three months ago. Now let's unpack all of this with Selena Ling. She is the Chief Economist for OCBC Bank. Morning, Selena. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm good. Hey, Selena. I think pretty much bang on line with expectations when you look at 3.7%. Unpack this for us when it comes to what was driving the upgrade or at least the better numbers from the advanced estimates. Actually, the trajectory was likely in line with what was indicated in the flash estimates. Manufacturing basically was the key performer and we did see services and construction also both see positive growth in the first quarter. Mm. But I think the upgrade you know, in the first quarter growth is largely water under the bridge because I think it's more the outlook that we're concerned about. So even though MTI didn't really shift its 3 to 5% growth forecast, but the indication that it's going to come in on the lower half suggests that actually we have a more choppy near-term outlook, mainly because of all the market headwinds that we're currently seeing. Inflation, mm. supply chain disruptions, China's slowdown, and you know the latest, of course, being food supply is also being disrupted. Yeah, those are risk factors pretty much outlined by the MTI. You talked about the Chinese situation, what's happening in Ukraine, the war, and also rising food prices, and also monetary policy tightening. Those are factors to watch down the road. And of course, in recent headlines, we've seen how even chicken prices may be going up. How is all these factors going to affect the growth outlook for Singapore? What is your forecast? My forecast is still unchanged. I'm looking for around 35 to 4% growth. This is really taking into account all those uncertainties that you just highlighted. I think one key thing to look out for, of course, is that we know that recently a lot of the global and Chinese growth forecasts have been coming down mm. because uh, of all these factors that you just mentioned. But, you know, there's still a fair bit of uncertainty that's attached you know, to like the duration of the conflict that's ongoing in Ukraine. And of course, you know, we don't know when all the lockdowns in China is going to be lifted because of the COVID cases there. So there's a little bit of a silver lining because ASEAN economy seems to be doing better with the takeoff of, uh, you know, tourism. But, you know, that said, the larger economies, uh, US, for instance, is a growing concern of stagflation because monetary policy tightening is going to push ahead mm. with 50 basis point nights. But, you know, the question is whether at some point growth will dramatically slow and then, you know, result in a stagflation scenario. Yeah, so, you know, when it comes to China, how big a factor is that when it comes to exposure to the growth outlook in China? We are getting uh, expectations about how Shanghai might go back to a bit of a more normal situation come mid-June. Is this going to be a big factor when it comes to Singapore's growth outlook? I think China is an important market for Singapore. I mean, if you see from our Nodex numbers, uh, we mm. have seen recent weakness, you know, in terms of exports to China. So China is a direct market for Singapore's exports. But I think more importantly, China is a big factor, you know, in terms of the regional manufacturing supply chains. So we are seeing, you know, the China slowdowns and lockdowns effectively contributing to some of the port congestion and the logistics problems we have in the region. 
And that could actually weigh on, you know, manufacturing growth, electronics growth in the near term as well. And I think thirdly, the indirect uh, transmission channel really is that because China is such a large economy, you know, both uh, in the global and the regional situation, you know, a sharper than expected slowdown, for instance, would actually weigh on business confidence and investment flows within the region. So there are many, many facets to, you know, the China slowdown story. Yeah, many facets, you know, like outline you pointed out it might weigh on manufacturing, but I'm just wondering, is that going to be offset to some extent by the shortage of chips and the high demand we've been seeing? Is that going to continue and just bolster and support the electronic sector in Singapore? I think we have been fairly lucky because the electronics uh, cycle has been benefiting the manufacturing sector here for quite a while. Uh, through the pandemic as well. But basically, if you look at last year's uh, you know, phenomenal growth in the chip sector, even if chip demand continues to power ahead, we're going to run into high base effects as well, which is why we're looking actually for manufacturing growth to slow down to kind of like a low middle, mm. uh, low to middle type of single digit growth this year. It's just the effects of the year-on-year base comparisons. So there's uh, expectations that you know, manufacturing momentum will continue. It's just not going to be as big a driver compared to you know, the last two years, for instance. Yeah, I think looking at the news, uh, many business owners will also be worried, well, what's going to be lying ahead? Uh, will all these wage pressures, the tightness in the labour market continue? When will it start to moderate? What are your expectations, Selena? I think the labour market conditions are going to remain tight for the rest of the year. Um, effectively, although border controls have been relaxed, but you know uh, the foreign uh, labour is not coming in as fast as possible in order to meet the near-term demands of you know the, the FMB and the retail sector and the services sector that is basically gearing up for the return of uh, overseas visitors, for instance. So I think there's a bit of a time lag to bringing the foreign workers back in. And in the near term, I mean, if you look at our domestic unemployment rates, it's effectively back to full employment. You know, we're back to pre-COVID levels. So there's a bit of a ratcheting effect, you know, in terms of inflation driving wage expectations and wage growth also, you know, contributing to the cumulative cost increases that businesses are facing. And then they feel pressured to pass on some of this cost to end consumers because of the squeeze in corporate margins. So there's a little bit of that vicious uh, dynamics that's happening right now. Mm, and just to wrap things up, Selena, uh, one of the risk factors cited by the MTI is the monetary tightening conditions or at least the policies by the Fed to be uh, faster than expected. And we are uh, looking at the dollar gaining strength in recent quarters. How will this play out for Singapore, which is also going to be affected when you look at the competitive of exports, how strong the dollar is or sing dollar is? Well, I think if you look at the monetary policy funds, um, MES was probably one of the earliest uh, first moves you know, in the region in terms of tightening monetary policy. They started back in October last year. And if you look at the recent one in April, they did a twin tightening move. But that said, you look uh, on the flip side, like you mentioned, the Fed is going for 50 basis point increments, right? So they are very, very hawkish. Uh, so even though uh, we've had three tightening under the belt, Nevertheless, if you look at um, where we are on the senior, we are still fairly strong, even though dollar sync has moved quite a fair bit. I think going ahead, I mean, MAS has warned that there will be some market volatility. I think basically, you know, if we don't see any peak and stabilization in the core inflationary pressures ahead, it is very likely that MAS will tighten again come October, simply just to keep pace with what the major central banks like the Fed is doing. All right, Green Chairman Selena Ling, she is the Chief Economist for OCBC Bank. Help us to break down the latest update by the MTI on the first quarter GDP numbers at 3.7%, and for the full year forecast, between 3 and 5%, but likely to come in at the lower half of that range. Selena, thanks for your time today, and we'll catch up again with you soon. 
Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.